You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. Welcome to the Wild West. You're Glenn and Steve. Interesting week, theme. The understatement of the week, Steve. <laughs> Say it casually. Very, very um, interesting week. How's your COVID going? Not too bad. I haven't got it yet, as far as I know. Oh, I see one of the few people that haven't got it yet. I haven't left my my office room in quite a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kidding. I have been out, of course. About to say, <laughs> I remember seeing you somewhere, but anyway. <laughs> Although I did go to the shops recently. Some people still not wearing masks, which I don't get. Well, the good thing about them, though, is they're protecting their chins, which I think is very good news. That is true. Yes, that is very. Like you've, it's it's. I, I didn't realize it would go for your chin. That's a definitely a. <laughs> well, the one with the big a realization beard, I right? hadn't made. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's like a, is it a chin warmer? Those masks now is that what they're being used for? Is that the, 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 the disease has progressed from being a respiratory disease? Absolutely, it's more of a fashion statement now. But anyway. I, I, I see why it's spreading because people don't seem to understand how it works. No. I don't think it's that complicated. Like. Uh, if you're going to go to a restaurant, you're probably going to get COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're outdoors and you're masked up when you're not eating and away from people you don't know um, or limiting your chance, right? And that's the risk. How do you limit your opportunities to get it? That's the question. Well, that's it because you cannot really not do stuff, right? You've got to get out and go to the shops. Want to make a bed? Talk to my parents. They're not leaving yeah. the house. <laughs> It's still stuck on COVID zero, which is which is true because I like, just remember in October it was only what a couple of months ago it was like oh we're going to get down to COVID zero now it's like COVID whatever. Yeah, now they've kind of government's given up, let it rip. Um, every, Brad Hazard said everybody's going to get it. Health hazard. <laughs> That's it. Is what they call his name? Is that what they call his name? I think now. I think so. Yeah, health hazard. He he doesn't give a stuff. It seems like as well. Um. It seems to be getting very bad restrictions, well, somewhat restrictions have come in. Um, no dancing, no uh, singing. Why were nightclubs open? Like, no, isn't I- that just getting COVID? <laughs> it, absolutely. Such a COVID spreading event, isn't it? Sports are still on. Um, now with the and piece- Hillsong Church is also <laughs> doing their mosh pit, the Hillsong mosh pit still going as well. They do. They had their music festival, the Hillsong. <laughs> Who would have thought that they're still doing these other things at Hillsong? But yeah, they are. Um, our state premier, Dominic Perrottet, was not very happy about that announcement um, of what they did, Glenn. He's a, a bit of that. Ooh. I mean, I was completely shocked last night uh, to see that footage. Um, and New South Wales Health was dealing with that last night. And I think I echo the frustration and anger that people right across the state felt. What has got us through the last two years has been the efforts and sacrifices that many have made to keep people safe. That means that many businesses have had to tailor the way they operate. Many people have had to change their behaviour to keep people safe. Now, we made those rules, um, and even if technically it was, uh, it was within the rules, uh, it certainly wasn't in the spirit of the rules. That's what I don't get. Wait, so it was still within the rules what Hillsong did? I would have thought Hillsong would be protecting themselves to be within the spirit of anything, really. Isn't that their whole spiritual guidance? 
that's it that's their whole um thick right they're all about spirituality and no they had their um big music festival i i think it's also part of the problem of the rules now right is because you also see that people are talking about unless the rule says it they're not going to do it that is true or compulsory yeah Exactly. I'm only going to wear the mask if it's compulsory, not even if it makes sense. And I think what's happened because obviously during the strict lockdowns, everyone got used to the it's the rule we must do it approach. And now when it's like comes back into personal responsibility, people just don't seem to care unless it's a law. Absolutely. Like, and it shows that people don't have personal responsibility. Yeah. None. Unless... Zero. It's just like even stores, like even big chain stores have staff not wearing masks. Yeah, they've stopped Indoors. checking Q, um, QR codes and signing and vaccinations. And it just seems like everybody's given up. Well, the QR code thing, I've given up on because, quite frankly, you still <laughs> got to do it because it's the law. But seriously? Well, that's it. I, I got a notification. Every time you QR code, you, you, you get a notification that you're on. You do. You do. Those notifications are pretty pointless, though, because it only matters if you're with someone or in a place for four hours, doesn't it? So what's the point? Well, this... This is the close contact definition, which is basically a close contact now is only if you're with the person for four hours. So mm. close contacts don't exist anywhere else in the world now, apparently. But in reality, <laughs> you could be close enough to get COVID, which is different to being a close contact. So yep. it's it's ridiculous. Uh, so if you and I hang out for mess. three hours and 59 minutes, Glenn, we're good. Not a close contact. No, but any one minute over and we're screwed. So. But, but I guess they have to make this because it's so many people off work and I went back to work this week and a few people, there's a lot less people that are at work this week mm. and we I work in an office, but this is prevalent across everything you see. Shops are closed, shops are closing early, they can't get chicken KFCs out of chicken stuff. Yeah, I know, it's where in I their get, name, where it's I, in their name. What else are they going to fry? I don't want to know, I don't need to know. <laughs> um, whatever's left over, I guess, but this is gonna and, and this is why the economics has taken over which is basically uh yeah. we need just to keep things running and rolling and people get covid well people get covid it seems to be the case oh, that's such a bad mentality but it is what it is isn't it yeah and, and then business is saying it's worth a worse lockdown because what's happening is is people are uh, mm. essentially deciding not to go out and do things because they don't want to get the disease which right. makes sense uh and that the government doesn't compensate them for that as much. There's some package coming next week from the state government, but at the moment it appears to be mm. it's worse than lockdown for some businesses because it's not like they have to, they've got staff they've got to pay if they can find them or pay sick leave. And it's a real messy couple of weeks it's going to be. Oh, it's shocking. A lot of these businesses can't even run because most of their staff are at home sick or isolating. Yeah, um, yeah as we saw, the supply chain is very horrible at the moment. It's not looking good. But, um, I, I'm so glad I stocked up for free shipping again at Christmas to get my toilet paper again. As I like to say, I have enough toilet paper. I'm giving some to my parents on the weekend. So I'm just like, <laughs> always on fire. With, see, I don't know. Whatever, but I should stop buying more toilet paper, Steve, because it seems to preempt a supply chain crisis. So It, it does seem like that. This is twice now you've, you've done this. <laughs> yes, yes. Free but, shipping uh, is very important to me, Steve. Yes, yeah, well, that's it. But with COVID, though, the numbers are getting out of control. 63,000 on Friday, um, now that multiple factors are being counted, the PCR tests, the rat tests, and they're mm, still counting back. Name for a test. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Rat tests. But the media is loving rat. it. The media is loving it. 
Yeah. But unlike but unlike other rats, these rats are really hard to find. Yes, they're yeah, they are actually. <laughs> I don't know. But lucky I haven't been able to use one yet. So well, if you do use one and you get a positive test, Steve, I'll be watching and I'll be getting you. I'll dob you in if you don't put it in properly in the um the app. That that's another thing with the app that it's um not even being policed by the government, so it's more of an honest buddy system. And so far, it seems to be working good. But we've seen when what happens when people take things into their own hands. Well, maybe what they should do is that you go to the police station, pick up your rat test. The officer takes you home as you do it and watches you, and you don't do it, don't report it properly, they just give it a time. But that'd be. They wouldn't have. Like even the premier, time. even even the premier admitted it. You can't enforce it. It's like, well, yeah. One, one they shouldn't have told people. Probably shouldn't have said that. First of all, because um, now people are going to flout it, right? They're not going to do it as serious. And... Yeah, potentially. But I guess also too, like the numbers seem that most people are doing it because the numbers are high enough to yeah. indicate they are, but. I know you're never going to get a true indication unless you go around and sample the population um, properly. So I think the case numbers now are kind of the lower end of what they'll be because mm. not everyone's going to get tested and, and other people will get it, not realise they've had it. Um, no, well, that's it. They, this is looking uh, more like a true representation. Yeah. Than the 20,000. The, up, the only upside is, is apparently we're near the peak. We're running out of people to give COVID. <laughs> nearly everyone's got it i don't know if that's a good thing or not apparently it is so steve this is the theory like one of the theories that they had originally you've remember herd immunity at the start of the pandemic where they were mm. kind of like sweden tried it a little bit they gave it a bit of a crack and then they went oh maybe that was a mistake or maybe it was right we don't really know uh but the theory is is that if you're fully vaccinated everyone gets the disease that basically they get a little bit of a dose of it builds your immunity up a little bit more and then the disease tapers out because it has nowhere else to go. So the theory is, is that at this point, it's not at that stage fully. That's what the World Health Organization said. It's not endemic yet. So there's still the elements where, you know, it could continue on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And for the unvaccinated, it's incredibly dangerous. So uh, if you're unvaccinated and if you're still unvaccinated, I don't know why. Um, the numbers are true and the numbers are pretty clear. Uh yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting. The only problem about you get everyone gets Omicron or or possibly Delta still out there as well. Um, the only one risk is is that eventually you're going to have run to the, the dilemmas when the next variant arrives. Will it be milder? Will it be more pleasant? Will it turn into being a flu reverse, being something not so pleasant? And there's rumors of that combined one, right? Delta and Omicron. Oh no, God, <laughs> seriously. Delta Omnicrom. It even goes well together, actually, oddly enough, that I didn't say that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wild West. Here with Glenn and Steve. It's uh, time to see what's happening in the local area. It feels like we haven't talked about the Liverpool and Fairfield area for quite a while, Glenn. No, we haven't. And um, now's the time. Now is the perfect time with this uh, new announcement. Citizens of Liverpool, a new mayor has been declared. Bring back Ned is what you wanted, and you have Mr. Ned Mammoth is your new mayor. Huzzah! Mr. Ned Mammoth. There we go. <laughs> Grand entrance. <laughs> that, what the hell? 
that audio does not do it justice, Glenn. I feel like you have no, to watch. No, the, you've I got to watch the video. The <laughs> wow. Uh, here's a little bit of the continuation from it, though. And Ned's arm. Um, what, 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 uh, what's the world coming to? Well, here's what Ned had to say for us. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's an absolute honor. I can't express to you how grateful and thankful I am that you've given me this opportunity to work for you. Uh, today, I've got the official robes and chains. It's part of our heritage. Uh, we're going through the mall uh, and we're just sharing it and celebrating with everyone. Our 100-day plan, we start today on delivering on the things that we said we would do for you. Our job is to make your life better and to work for you. So we'll work on that. We'll start our 100-day plan and we'll continue delivering a better Liverpool for all of you. On behalf there of There we go. His 100-day plan has started, Glenn. Uh, oh, 100-day plan just drive me mad. But anyway, lovely. Great that wonder- you can count 100. I wonder if someone what has a website. Plan? <laughs> what happens after Why the 100 day plan ends? Does that mean he's finished? Yeah, yeah you're done. <laughs> I hope someone's making, has got the list of what he said he was going to do for the 100 days and starts ticking them off one by one. I think he doesn't understand. I don't really care what you do in 100 days, what you do in the next couple of years, I would have thought. But anyway, that's just maybe being a bit old school. Um, and why is he wearing the robes? What the hell is to go with the robes? Uh, I hear this is the thing he did last time he was in power as the mayor. He'd wear the robes and go around town shaking hands and kissing babies and doing If he was wearing a bath robe, I kind of would be probably even more concerned, I guess. So I guess at least he's wearing the right robes for public display. But Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just be a normal person. We'll see. Well, we ask our politicians to be occasionally, but that's just... Well, as long as they do the right thing and actually be... doing stuff for the local area, right? But, but credit, if he goes out this week when it's been humid and muggy in the robes, I'll be even more impressed. Oh, I, I, I don't think he would. He could do that, right? It's... I think he probably picked a very nice, cool day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Ned's back. back. Bring back Ned is here. Uh, what else is happening in the local area, though, Glenn? Apparently, there's a bit of concern. Um, a local MP has said that um, the link between Lippington Station and the airport hasn't been decided when it's going to happen. And that's true. hasn't been decided about it. Mm-hmm. And they reckon it should be decided to happen because essentially there's not one there. So I think there's some either eventually in the long-term roadmap, there would be a train line from the airport down to, to Campbelltown, down to Norellan and Camden, and it would go to Lippington as well to connect... Mm-hmm the other half of Sydney to it, but at the point in time, the line's only going from St Mary's to the airport and then stops inconveniently away from the rest of the network. That's been a bit weird. So apparently local MPs are um, pushing for it and um, they want it to happen, but I just don't think it's going to happen in a hurry. It feels like it probably should eventually, but... Um, well, you think they'd like to get onto it pretty quick. What's the hold? What's the hold? Probably cost a lot of money, is my guess. Ah, Okay. I mean, <laughs> a random guess. I, I could be wrong. I'm assuming the government would, if it was no money, it was no object, they would probably have built it yesterday. But I can imagine. Absolutely. I'm sure it costs money to get it working. Yeah, um, it does. And I think that's, that's a big call for it. it. It is a bit weird, though, that you will go from, like, to go from Sydney Airport to the other airport, you mm. will be able to get the train to Leffington and then walk or bus the rest of the way. So it does feel like there's a bit of a gap there. But the airport's not going to be hugely operational to start with just in the beginning anyway. And last time I checked, the current airport ain't that busy either. Yeah. I haven't even been there for two years on a flight. Oh, really? Do you no, a year. It? It's been almost a year since I... Um, yes and no. Depends on the day. Hmm. Depends what you're there for. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're coming back, it's not, it's not so much. But I don't know. Is air travel going to be as important when the other airport opens? I don't know. Still a question. Well, that's, I guess we won't really know until it's, I guess, built. But yeah, it's not something that's in demand at the moment. So. Uh, no, and then the other question came up this week too on the airport precinct, which just seems the topic of the week this week. I guess mm-hmm. what else do you start the year with, except for what you talked about last year? Um, but this big city they're building out there is huge, Aeropropolis, yeah. a million yeah. people live out there. Aeropropolis. Um, still no plans for a hospital. Really? So what are they going to do? That's a bit weird. What is use the existing hospital? How far is the existing hospital? Like, is it too far out? Or is it Nepean? Well, they're saying it's going to be the city the size of Adelaide mm-hmm. um, without a hospital. It seems to me like you need a hospital yeah. if you're going to have a city the size of Adelaide there. Because I've not been in Adelaide for a while and counted their hospitals up. So I'm, I believe there's more than one. Oh, they, yeah. Um, I'd like to hope so. Could be wrong. Don't think I am. But uh, So, yeah, that's a bit of a problem, I think, because I, I guess they would assume they would use other hospitals already. Yeah. But they only got so much space in those hospitals. So at some point, they're going to have to um, build a hospital there, but there's no plan for it, which is okay. odd, I think I would say. Hopefully they get their stuff together and they realise that hmm, maybe they should start building them. Well, the, minister, the, 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 the health ministry has kind of said that um, the Ministry of Health response came back saying that the needs are catered for until the year 2036. Right. So after that, they'll probably have another hospital in 2036 or and beyond. Okay, so there is some plan somewhere. Well, no, there's a plan. I guess this is a, what do you call a plan, Steve? <laughs> Something that they're going to put into action? Well, they didn't have a site ready to go, which they've not put into any of the master plans yet. So I guess, if, but again, if you're not going to build it for another, you know, 10 or so years, it's not too fast where you put it really. Maybe you can get to that question when the time comes. Yeah. Because if you build it tomorrow, there's going to be no one there. So. Mm. Well, that makes um, sense. And the city's not going to be a city of Adelaide tomorrow. So I think there's a bit of politics happening here. But um, it does feel like you could easily, as the government, say, yeah, we'll build it in 14 years, no problems. Um, pick a side, I guess. Is that what you do? Yeah, pretty much. Pick a side and stick with their um, motive, pretty much. Um, but yeah. Anything else happening in the local area? The new abbot's been appointed at a temple in Bonnie Rig. Oh. Not Tony Abbott, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say, what's he doing in Bonnerig? Yeah, I'm about to say, <laughs> lost in Bonnerig, poor guy. <laughs> so, yeah, the um, Lothcomodian Buddhist community celebrated the new abbot um, mm-hmm. at their temple this week. They're very excited. Very Popular nice. choice, apparently. So, um, they've decided to, he's been a monk for 20 years, deep knowledge of, of Buddhist scriptures, and he is now very impressive. Right on. Good for him. He must really enjoy it. It does, yeah. He looks very happy. Well. <laughs> and a special ceremony, massive ceremony they had there as well. So the community there was quite happy about that situation. Oh, that's amazing. That's nice to hear. See, there's some good stuff and that still, happens. And you're still loving summer too, Steve? What was that? You're still loving summer? Uh, not at the moment. It's pretty hot. No, it's miserable at the moment. It's, but anyway, it's more, hu- it's more humid though. Yeah, that's a bit of summer I don't want to have. No. But where are you going with this? But I'm going somewhere else with this, apart from women's about seas um, sweat. <laughs> but uh, all through January, the council is putting up a bunch of food trucks, pop up bars, live tunes, and performances. 
and a host of garden games. So you'll be able to see events at Wattle Grove, Liverpool, Preston's, Middleton Range to have some fun in your community. So um, right. you'll have lots of cool stuff. It's like hipsters have arrived in Liverpool. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's no very, excuse not to get out scary. and experience this. Exactly. So there will be, it's, it's going to be held tonight at the Lakeside Park Wattle Grove. There will also be just January 15th. Then the Australia Day weekend, there'll be day, Australia Day dates. There'll be an event at Big Park at Liverpool. One of those will be the Australia Day event, of course. And there'll be ones in February in Preston's and Middleton Grange. So a bunch yeah. of events. And you'll need to be obviously checking in, wearing a face mask, um, and don't attend if you've got COVID, just in case you thought that was a good idea. Uh, yeah. no. Even though we've And outdoor movies and everything, so it'd be pretty cool. Oh, sweet. I like how they also don't have it on one big event. You know, I actually think having it in different parts of the community is actually quite a smart idea, actually. Yeah, rather than just as one big event. Yeah, that's a good idea. Split it up, spread it around. Um, uh, the event, not the COVID. Just no. <laughs> Probably should have finished with that. <laughs> Sounded like hazard now. <laughs> that's it. Keep it to yourself, sis. <laughs> all right, that's all that's making the local area this week. Hi, I'm Caroline. I grew up in foster care because of abuse and neglect earlier in my life. Now I'm studying a double degree and working in my field. People in foster care often face stigma about being in care, a life they didn't choose to live. Stop the stigma. Don't punish us by treating us differently for something that we didn't choose. Help snap that stigma. Head to create.org.au forward slash snap that stigma. Brought to you by Create Foundation, the peak body for children and young people in out-of-home care. Welcome back to the Wild West here at Glenn and Steve. We're trying something new this week, Glenn. Yes, special edition this week. Yes, since we don't have our um, our usual British correspondent, Carol, you and I got to try our best. Wow, what a week to start trying your best. (laughs) So why not why not now? It's never too late to try your best. <laughs> so, and of all the weeks when we talk about this topic, it just it doesn't get any better. It's, it's champagne incompetence this week. I think so. Among his own MPs. Mr. Speaker, I want to apologize. I know that millions of people across this country have made extraordinary sacrifices over the last 18 months. I know the anguish that they have been through, unable to mourn their relatives, unable to live their lives as they want or to do the things they love. And I know the rage they feel with me and with the government I lead when they think that in Downing Street itself the rules are not being properly followed by the people who make the rules. And though I cannot anticipate the conclusions of the current inquiry. I have learned enough to know that there were things we simply did not get right. There we go, Glenn. Boris, apologising again. Um, he, he needs an inquiry to figure this out. Like, uh, um, the rule was pretty clear. He, he's confused whether it was a party or not, really. This is the, the crux of it, right? Because oh, what, what really is it, the definition of a party, Glenn? That's a good point. Wine and cheese usually is a good indication of a good shindig. It's um, like he thought it might be a work event potentially, you know, because often these days I 
still with my wine and cheese and do my work at all times. That's it. That's it. Because the last time this happened, it, these press council were making jokes about COVID lockdown, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. They had some advisors that done a dummy press conference of what mm. they would do if this came out. And ironically, someone recorded it even better because uh, <laughs> now the reality has come true. And to be honest, the fact that how long he was, like, you had a good phrase they call him these days. Hmm. He's the walking dead, right? You oh, surely yeah. cannot survive it. Yeah, they're just... Like the Brits. I can't think of anything more galling to think that he had a party, knew he had a party, he was at the party, pretty much the same week that they had this thing saying you can't have more than, meet more than one person. Hmm. Uh, not much wriggle room here, not much, you know, there's, there's, around the edges you might argue there were maybe it was a work meeting that happened to have wine and cheese that you brought along. Yeah. But um, oh, it, it looks like a party to me. Yeah. yeah well, and the well, fact that he, it's taken this long to come out too, it's taken months and months before it's actually come to this point. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he is insanely unpopular for British Prime Minister, the most unpopular one for that, quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, he's just gone downhill uh, very fast. And the fact that it took this long to come out, why was that? Was, is there something going on in the UK at the moment? I, well, basically, so the people that were there took photos and, you know, things like that. And eventually, slowly, as I guess public support's waned for him, some of those mm. people have decided to rush him out, I guess. And uh, and there's so much evidence of it. There's not one event where I started an event. There was multiple events yeah. that were held at that period of time when no one else was having them, which is really puts into respect to ScoMo's trip to Hawaii. Uh, it, it, this, that's, that, this is, that's small fry. This is deliberately breaking the rules, really. Yeah, it, it felt like this was their last going away party, right? Before the lockdowns, but no, they really stuck yeah, up there. It, and it, it doesn't look good on his character either. If this would have happened in LGA of concern in New South Wales, the military would have arrested them all. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like he's not in New South Wales, we wouldn't take this nonsense. Oh. No, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so what else could he do now, Boris? It, he can't just keep apologizing um, and then he keeps stuffing up apologizing you know it keeps going on and on he can survive a bit longer that's the thing he can do he's got the ability there to survive for hmm. a period because he's got a huge majority in the house right he's last election week was defiantly very strong so unless his own mp now some of them have turned against him saying that it's just a you know it's not going to work so it's gonna have to come from his own party and they're going to probably at some point realize when they get the next election this probably but, won't blow over and he's probably damaged goods. No, but that's still two years away. Yeah. So you think he could revive himself from this? I think so, because usually, not usually, but people could forget by then. I don't know. If you're in the UK situation where you're in a lockdown of what they've had and the mm. poor handling of COVID where hundreds of thousands have died and I'm surprised this is the thing that gets him over the edge because I think he's probably been pretty poor before then. Oh, absolutely. Uh, his, his whole handling has been pretty haphazard to start with. So, mm. um, yeah, I would not think he's going to be prime minister in two years from now. And the party will probably at some point realise it and um, probably kick him out, I'd say. Well, that's it, yeah. Either kick him out or he'll be waiting around to the next election. Who could replace him, though? Uh, the treasurer, the, the exchequer is the one in, in place there seems to be the likely occurrence, um, mm, okay. which could be go well for them, actually. I don't think that's anything. A lot more competent than Boris, which, to be fair, is a low bar. So, 
that's it. It's not that difficult to be more competent than Boris, I think. Yeah, well, like he's always he's always been able to get around these problems because mm. they've been little small lives, and he's he's a, he's a break of rules politician, right? He's around breaking rules all the time. That's part yeah. of his appeal to the public. But when you're breaking a rule that everyone else has to follow, that's a different kettle of fish. Just breaking mm. a rule of process on stuff may not be a big deal to the public, but when you start telling them stay home and then you don't stay home. Mm. That's it. He can only play the lovable uh, buffoon for so long until people realise like he's it actually is a, a buffoon. It, it is adorable when he's not your prime minister. But... No, we've got we've got our own issues to worry about with our prime minister. What's he done this week? Anything useful? <laughs> not that I know. Can you believe? Can you believe last night, America on, on Thursday night, America announced they're going to give out free face masks to everybody. And we can't give out free rat tests. Yeah, Biden's going to issue face masks, like high-quality ones to everybody. Well, Apparently, 500 million face masks is going to hand them out all across America. Well, Barnab- and here we can't get a rat test. We can't even get a rat test. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, Barnaby Jewess did go over this. He did say that nothing's for free. They, they would just tax us later. So is it really for free? It's a pretty poor argument. That's kind of like roads are free. If you use them now, it's not free. That's a pretty yeah. bizarre argument, but nonetheless. <laughs> exactly. Um, also Why is the th- vaccine free then? Why don't they charge us the vaccine then? That is true, yeah. Don't start that, Glenn. They, they might start doing that. They tried to charge five bucks going to the doctor. How did that go down? Um, very poorly. <laughs> it was $5 on that much, but anyway. Nah, charging to go to the doctor? I wouldn't pay to go to the doctor. Absolutely not. I go bulk billing all the time. I'm paying to go to the doctor. Get real. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of not looking good, though, uh, Prince Andrew being stripped of his royal titles. Um, and what did he get those for, Steve? What was his grand achievements to get these wonderful titles? <laughs> that's the that's the thing. I don't believe he fought in any wars. Um, it's got a war at the moment. I guess you could argue that's a war well, to defend his reputation. The great, what is it, Jufre war, war, I think, is on at the moment. Um, not looking good for Prince Andrew. The Queen revoked his titles, um, his honorary, I don't know, his, what he, I, can't, I don't even know what he had, actually. His military honours. Um, what more can you say? What, what did he really do to deserve those? I'm not too sure he did anything. Um, well, he's he's the royal family. What have they done to do anything in their life? <laughs> they were born in the right family at the right time. But anyway, apart from that minor technicality, yeah, he he, he must have done something. But yeah, there's that. Don't have much else to say on that. Like, what else can you really say? Uh, I think that it's going to be fun to watch. I kind of get lost by the whole story, but uh, it does feel like he had some very dodgy friends. To say the mm, least. Yes, and trying to find a loophole in some sort of agreement that happened, but didn't didn't stick. A good driver is aware of motorcyclists on the road. Take a moment to look around. Can you see one in front of you? How about in your mirrors? Remember, just because you can't see them doesn't mean they aren't there. Don't just rely on your mirrors. Check your blind spots and help motorcyclists ride to live. Find out more at ridetolive.com.au. A message from Transport for New South Wales. Station sponsor. Welcome back to Wild West. You're with Glenn and Steve. 
It's time to talk sport. Australian Open is this or next week, starting Monday. Uh, surprisingly, all the dramas happened off the court, Glenn. Uh, in the courtroom, I believe you. In the- <laughs> a different court. It's the new centre court. Absolutely. Um, and it all started last Thursday um, when Djokovic was denied entry to Australia at the border. Uh, I think and- I've seen this show before on telly somewhere. I think I've seen it on TV somewhere. I'm sure I've seen it many times before. Absolutely. Never with the world number one. It's been just obviously with other people. It's usually been some foreign guy smuggling drugs. <laughs> you know? yes. or, or banned food. Someone coming to work illegally. Exactly. Um, but Australia's spokesman, Scott Morrison, um, made the point clear. He's... Uh, his announcement on Djokovic's entry from last week. On the issue of Mr Djokovic, um, rules are rules. A visa um, is one issue, but you have to have a double vaccination because that's the country's rule for entry into the country. And that is assessed at the border. It is on them to have uh, the proof um, to show why they wouldn't have to be vaccinated. Now, he was unable to furnish that proof. Yes, and that was only the beginning, Glenn, because then I did go to court that following all this early in the week on Monday. Um, his visa rejection was squashed and he was allowed into the country. Yeah, because the judge said, what more could this man do? And mm. kind of has a point. Yeah, which did not make people happy at all. Oh, after that, yeah, the general public were not very happy. Well, except the serving in general public, they were ecstatic. Wow, absolutely, with the parties in the streets. and They were ecstatic, and they are still ecstatic to this point in time. Well, as far as we know, they're still ecstatic. Like, mm-hmm. This could change any moment now. We're recording on Friday afternoon, but yeah. uh, it is a curious situation because I also feel it's quite funny. At, we've now got record COVID cases. What risk does he actually pose to the Australian community exactly? Exactly. What's one more person coming into the country? that much COVID around, like, he's risking his own health more than anything else, except yeah. he has had COVID already. And then this whole thing where he's gone around not following rules in Spain at home, mm. he had COVID, went to, a, a, like, some of the things he says is just beyond belief. Like, he had COVID, got told he had it, then he goes to this press um, event because it was a long-standing commitment. Uh, yeah. Has he been asleep for two years? Absolutely. And then lying on the on the form into the country, which says Human error, admin error. it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the uh, manager or whoever signed the documents gets the blame. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's still going on. Australian Open on Monday. Uh, who knows how it will play out, I guess. We're still waiting word from the health minister, I believe, to make the announcement. Immigration. Like, I'm sorry, immigration. immigration. Power. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what I'm hearing this week, godlike powers, which people never knew existed before, apparently. Either did God, apparently. He's quite concerned <laughs> about this situation. Exactly. Not one for sharing his powers off memory. Do not mess with the wrath of God. Exactly. So we're waiting word to see what happens, whether Djokovic is staying or not. Uh, so far at this recording, Would nothing. You? But when you go for what they've done, to, like it was unprofessional. He arrives on a midnight flight yeah. and then is given these very short time periods to make decisions about the situation without any advice. And the guy was nearing his shift. Like, it's pretty unprofessional, but from what I can tell, that seems to be the way that they often... You watch border security. This is the standard operating procedure that's been in place for border security for quite some time. 
yeah. is, is at the border, they have pretty exceptional powers to do whatever they like. Mm-hmm. And if you, and a lot of politics behind this as well, obviously, because ScoMo's come and said he can't come in. And then, you know, the exemption he's tried to claim is because he's already had COVID. So he thinks that's better than the vaccine, obviously, because um, he's already got it in his body. But he freely get COVID uh, yeah. multiple yeah. times. Uh, so he is. Well, the rumor is he's had it twice, right? So he's exempt from the vaccination. Yeah. Well, he was accepting vaccination because he can't get the vaccination because obviously mm-hmm. this is the, the point of the exemption is basically if there is an argument that if you hadn't had COVID, you can't get the vaccine. So that's, that would prohibit you. But this is not the case that he's got because basically he just doesn't want the vaccine to full stop. It's not like he's going to say, I'm going to get later. It's like he hasn't yeah. even bothered to get it already. So, um, and then the government's problem is, is that they're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place because they've let it go on for a week now and it's embarrassing to, mm-hmm. like, are they really going to kick out the world number one? Like, how do you do that logistically without looking like a goose? He'll go to court. Like, it really is. It's left it too long to resolve. Absolutely. It should have been dealt with within that week. It's it's too long. Should have. Well, it's, but the problem is you can't argue now that he's a risk to the community when he's been in the community for a week and then say, send him home. Yeah, exactly. Like, it really is getting a bit comical. I don't know. Oh, it's a joke. Australia has been become a laughing stock, right? Like how could, how could they let it get to this? Where it makes them look so bad that they can't even handle someone coming into the country that refuses to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the whole exception process should never have happened in the first place. You either the idea that you'll have these exemptions for these like for genuine cases, sure, but I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of these you know, the rules should be a lot clearer about that and the whole process of you know, because mm-hmm. if you're a spectator, there's no exemption process for a spectator. Yeah, exactly. How, how can you say, well, well, that's it, right? How can you say to the spectators, go into the tennis, you must be fully vaccinated to come and watch the game when the guy yeah, playing is not vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> can you give me a mask? Before? And I actually saw Djokovic play eight years ago and he had a crowd <laughs> that maybe cheered him. But if he actually gets to play on Monday or Tuesday or whenever he plays, yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to cheer as much as they did years ago. He's um, <laughs> exactly. public. Everyone wants him out, basically, because he's, his, attitudes, his, his attitudes softened a bit, I think, mm. um, after his court win. I think he's got a bit joyous about it. Um, but it's just become a farce. It's just beyond. Oh, it, is. It, it makes the Australian government look really bad. And with the election coming up in the next month or two, a couple of months, it's, uh, yeah, people won't forget this. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. They won't feel like a bit about their vaccine not arriving. Uh, they, the, the, the whole testing situation, the fact that it's become a supermarket. Yeah, the election's not going to be next week, Steve. I don't think he's going to no, be calling the election any time in the hurry. I think he's going to be waiting till May, March, April. Like maybe hopefully we don't need an election. It's probably <laughs> his best hope right now. Um, but even well, the fact it's it. taken a week now to go through trying yeah. to figure out the situation and what more is there to say on the topic apart from the fact you need to make a call? Difficult call to make because either way, the government loses. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of making calls, though, and someone that knows what's going on in the world, uh, Bernard Tomic came back this week. <laughs> Thanks for a laugh and qualifiers. Serial qualifier, really, isn't he? I was hoping he made it past the qualifiers just to go to the Australian Open, but spoiler, he did end up losing. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't the highlight of the, his actual game, though. It was uh, his predictions. Here's what he had to say. He had highlights in the game. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I will buy you dinner if I don't test positive in three days. Otherwise, you buy me dinner. I 
cannot believe nobody is getting tested. They're allowing players to come on the court with rapid tests in their room. Come on. To see, yes. No official PCR testing. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I guess he's got COVID, Steve. <laughs> Burn it, Tommy. <laughs> he was right, though. Oh. He was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I wonder if he gets dinner now from the umpire. I would think so, yeah. Uh, oh. It's going to be a problem for the tournament, though, because it's going to be really hard to avoid players getting COVID. I think it's going to be one of the... Like, Kyrgios has had COVID this week. He hopes to be back the row next week but obviously he's going to be cutting it fine he's going to hopefully recover in time um there is evidence suggests that players that recover from COVID don't play as well so if you get the COVID it's just like it's it's fascinating really yeah absolutely it's um I don't know it's going to be interesting next week the yeah. first the first round is going to be very interesting. on and off the court oh yes if we get oh, it's just, just juicy warm-up, really. Late-breaking news, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, so we're about to finish recording and then um, yeah. something um, happens, Steve. Yeah, so listeners, please ignore everything we said about Djokovic not getting kicked out <laughs> or waiting till next week. Um, he's gone. He's got his visa cancelled again. There we wow. Go. Yeah. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a fun night. Here's a bit of the uh, ABC at the moment live talking about it uh, now because they seem to be, um, yeah, going into it. This decision, but what exactly that means for his time in uh, the Australian Open remains uh, yet to, we, we, we really just don't know. Will he be taken to immigration detention in the meantime? You would think so because a visa cancellation does sort of spark that sort of situation, but we are waiting to uh, get further uh, detail on that situation. Uh, will he be able to play? How quickly can the court uh, actually hear this, this uh, case? Any challenge that is brought by Novak Djokovic there we go, Glenn. We'll see what happens. Where does it go from here? Well, they'll probably take an injunction in court to prevent it from happening. And I don't know what they normally do. I guess they have to get the police turn up from the back of the paddy wagon and off the airport, I guess. It's Australian Open have to send out a new draw. <laughs> well, that's pretty simple. They said they're going to be quite simple about what they'll do in this situation yeah. is that if he's unable to play, they just put a lucky loser in and they get to... I imagine they would have a backup plan just in case. Yeah, well, it's like if someone like this is going to be something to use, maybe use more than just once, even for people that get COVID and mm. they can't play, get ill or sick. If they can't play, they just pick out someone who lost from the qualifiers and put them in a hat and draw them out and off they go. Uh, this is huge because uh, yep. it is um, awkward. Oh, very awkward. So we'll definitely see next week what happens. <laughs> oh, I'm getting my popcorn out. This is better than the tent. <laughs> That's it for the Wild West for another week. Uh, interesting interesting week this week, I have to say, um, all over the shop. So how can it get any worse? I only get better, Steve, surely. It can only go up from here. Isn't that the saying? We'll um, quote that back to you next week. <laughs> when cases are worse and <laughs> Djokovic is still around. <laughs> yeah, if he's still around next week, oh, my God. It's going to be entertaining. It will be entertaining either way. Absolutely. Um, that's it. You can find us on... 893fm.com.au, thewildwest.com.au is back. Great website. Great website. Um, yeah, you can listen back to this program and any other program, 893fm.com.au, on demand as well. World on Wheels uh, coming up next.
That's it. We'll see. Anything else, Glenn? That's it.